And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Happy Father's Day, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on a gripping western tale of gun smoke from 1957. Then Robert Young stars as Jim Anderson, family man extraordinaire on Father Knows Best from 1950. But first, let me say hello to my engineer and producer, Mike Costello. What's up, Mike? Hey, Carl. How's it going? Happy Father's Day, even though I know you're not a father yet. <laughs> nope. I'm a father three times over, man. I'll tell you what. Happy Father's Day. It's not easy, buddy. It's <laughs> not easy. So think long and hard before going that route. But no, kids are the best. You know, you got to be sometimes. Fair enough. All right. Well, our first radio show for this edition of Hollywood 360 is Gunsmoke, and of course it was one of the best adult western series of all time. It was on the radio many, many years, then made a transition to television. And William Conrad starred as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on the radio series. This is called Daddy-O. I picked it especially for Father's Day. It's from June 10, 1956. Here's part one of Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved West with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Chester. Well, sir, I sure am glad to see you back. Well, it's good to be back, Chester. My, you've you been gone over a month. Uh, six weeks, to be exact. Gracious, you sure must have covered a lot of territory. Well, I'll tell you all about it later. Uh, what's been going on here? Oh, nothing much, I guess. You know how Dodge is. Things are just about the same. They are, huh? Mm-hmm. What about that new sign over the long branch there? New sign? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mr. Dillon, I plumb forgot. That happened the week you left. Sam Noonan and Kitty Russell. 
proprietors. Ain't that the doggonest thing you ever heard of? They're partners now, Mr. Dillon. Miss Kitty bought a half interest in the place, and her and Sam's running it together. Well, where'd Kitty get the money? Well, you know, Miss Kitty, she never spends much, and she's been saving it for years and years. I guess it mounts up. You save money that way. Yeah, you ought to go in and say hello, Mr. Dillon. Miss Kitty's been waiting real proud for you to get back. Well, I'd like to. Uh, if you'll put my horse up for me. Huh? Well, sure, will. Okay. I'll see you at the office later. All right, sir. Hello, Sam. Uh, well, Marshal Dillon, <laughs> when'd you get back? Just now. Saw your new sign outside, and I came in to see if the price of whiskey had gone up. <laughs> well, Marshal, the price of whiskey went down at the Long Branch. What? Yeah. First thing, Kitty talked me into it. <laughs> well, knowing you, that must have taken some talking. <laughs> well, you know, she was right. We're making more money than ever. I sure got a hand it to her. Ah, oh, good. Um, where is she? Well, she went to her room, Marshal. And, you know, I wish you'd go up and see her. She's... Uh, she got me worried. Oh, why? Well, we were sitting here talking business, and a boy come in with a telegram for her, and she read it, and, and well, she turned kind of pale and then got up and left. Huh. Yeah, sure, Sam. I'll go see her. <laughs> Hello, Kitty. Well, come in. Thank you. <laughs> I just got back. I uh, thought I'd come around and congratulate you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, Kitty. Huh? Sam told me about the telegram. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help. Oh, well, Matt, you got it all wrong. Sam, too. It's not bad news. Oh? <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. It's my father, Matt. What? My father, Wayne Russell. He's coming here to Dodge tomorrow. Well, uh, I thought your father was lost. Well, he has been. I've never even seen him. He left my mother in New Orleans a few months after I was born. Yeah, I know. He was a gambler, Matt. He worked the riverboats. Mother always said he was a very charming man. And the funny thing is she never held it against him, Mr. Zertner. She just accepted it as the way he was. In a strange sort of way, she was proud of him. Well, how do you feel about him, Kitty? Same as my mother, I guess. Hmm. He's coming tomorrow, you say, huh? Matt, will you go to the depot with me to meet him? Like I say, I'm real happy about it. But I feel kind of scared. <laughs> Think you'll be on it? <laughs> now you just keep calm, Kitty. People are starting to get off. See? Yeah, I see. Oh, I just thought of something. <laughs> what? Well, I recognize him. I don't even know what he looks like. Matt, what'll I do? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, here comes Chester with somebody now. Oh, you think that's him? Oh, he's about the right age. Yeah. Gray hair, 
He's dressed mighty fancy. What'll I say to him? Maybe it isn't him at all. <laughs> Easy now, kid. Well, I, I found him, Miss Kitty. He come right up to me and asked if he knew you, and I'm, can you imagine that? So you're Kitty. Hello. Ah, you're beautiful. I knew you'd be beautiful. Thank you. I know how you feel, child, but we'll get acquainted. We're going to be great friends, Kitty. Well, sure. I mean, of course. Oh. Well, this is Marshal Dillon. Welcome to Dodge, Mr. Russell. Oh, thank you, Marshal. It's a pleasure to know you. Kitty, I want to meet all your friends, and I've an idea. Yeah? I'd like to give a dinner tonight. I trust there's a restaurant here that could accommodate us. Oh, there sure is, Mr. Russell, and that is a fine idea. Uh, Delmonico's, that's the best. Uh, we can Chester. go there right now and tell them to get started cooking. Chester. You're, well, I'm only trying to help. Well, that'd be pretty expensive, wouldn't it? Kitty, my child, expense doesn't matter. I own a very prosperous freighting business in New Orleans now. I've had it for some time. Well, that's wonderful. Will you invite your friends for me, Kitty? Yeah, if you want. And about how many shall I tell them to expect? Well, Chester and Matt and Doc Adams and... Oh, I don't know. We ain't you going to ask Sam, Miss Kitty? After all, he's your partner now. A partner? What partner, Kitty? Oh, well, it's nothing. Nothing? Why, Mr. Russell, she's half owner of the Goinness Saloon in Dodge, that's all. Is this true, Kitty? Well, it's really Sam Noonan's place. But you're associated with him in the saloon business? An unmarried woman has to make a living. And I'm making a good one. Yes, of course, of course. Well, we'll talk about all this later, Kitty. But tonight we'll celebrate. Shall we say 8 o'clock at Delmonico's? I'll see you there too, Marshal. I certainly, sir. Uh, I'll take you over to the hotel, Mr. Russell. Well, thank you, Chester. Very kind of you to put yourself out this way. Well, Kitty... So that's my father, huh? <laughs> He's quite a gentleman, isn't he? Matt? Yeah. I need a drink. Well, that was a pretty good meal, wasn't it, Mr. Like Russell? Well, and I want to thank you for recommending the place, Chester. Well, of course, I guess it ain't like what you're used to in New Orleans. <laughs> Miss Kitty's told me about how good they eat down there, ain't you, Miss Kitty? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, Chester. What's the matter with Kitty, man? I don't know, Doc. She keeps looking at him sideways, but she sure doesn't have much to say to him. Well, I guess she's still kind of shy. Shy? <clears throat> you mean Kitty? Oh, nonsense. You better fill your glass, Doc. What's that? Sam Noonan's getting oreyed. I think he's just about to propose a toast. Oh, no, that's all we need. Now, you see what I mean? Right, now. Gentlemen, now let's drink a toast. Uh, a toast to my new partner, Kitty Russell. And to her old man. Uh, Sam. I mean her father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Russell. And their very happy reunion. Sam. And many more of them forever and Sam. forever. Sam. And forever. We All are right. getting thirsty, Sam. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. This is the happiest day of my life. Here's to you, Kitty, and to the Russells, the proud Russells. Oh, 
hooray. Oh, hooray for everybody. <laughs> oh, my. You better lock Chester and Sam in the same cell tonight, man. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Well, I'm afraid I gotta go now. Oh, come, Kitty. The evening just started. Yeah, well, it started at the Long Branch, too. I'm in business, remember? Yes, I know. I don't think Sam's going to be much help tonight. I'd better get down there much and take help, over. Kitty, I, I ain't going to be no help at all. Well, don't you worry, Sam. You stay and have a good time. Kitty, you can't go out there on the street this time of night. Well, I'll go with her, Mr. Russell. Well, she must leave. I'll stop in later and say good night, Kitty. Good night, sir. Good night. Now, uh, Doc, keep an eye on those two, will you? Now, doggone it, Sam. be drinking all that <laughs> that was a pretty nice party, huh? <laughs> yeah, fine. Well, what is it, Kitty? Because he disapproves of your being in the saloon business? You'll get used to it, Matt. Maybe I gotta get used to having a father, that's all. Yeah, you haven't made him feel very welcome. I haven't decided yet whether he's welcome or not. Well, I didn't mean to interfere, Kitty. It's no business of mine. Yep. I understand that. We'll see soon enough. Well, that's a good-looking horse Chester's riding, man. He's thinking of buying it, Doc. Buying it? Che- oh, buying it. With what? That horse will be as old as Methuselah before he closes the deal. <laughs> well, that could be. Yeah, oh, okay. Isn't that Kitty and her father coming out of the bank? Yeah. She treating him as cold as ever, man? Yeah, it's been two weeks and she hasn't changed a bit toward him as far as I've noticed. Yeah, oh, 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 oh she's waving to you. She wants you to come over there. Yeah, I guess so. I'll be back directly, Doc. Yeah, the sun will keep your seat warm. Okay. Morning, Marshal. Morning, Mr. Russell. Morning, Kitty. We've got some news for you, Matt. Oh, good news, Marshal. Matt, we've been talking to Mr. Botkin, and he'll buy my share of the Long Branch anytime for cash. You mean you're thinking of selling out? Tomorrow morning, just before we leave. Just before you leave? I'm going back to New Orleans, Matt. I'm going to take my money and put it into my father's freight business there. Makes sense, Marshal. Kitty and I should be together. Besides, the saloon business is no place for a lady. I can see that now. I've had to learn a lot in the last couple of weeks, Matt. Yeah, I guess you have. Well, if you're going to get packed, you better start, Kitty. I am, right now. I'll see you at supper. Fine. I'll go over to the depot and see the Santa Fe agent about our tickets. I'm a proud man today, Marshal. A proud and happy man. Now, if you'll excuse me... Uh, Kitty. Yes, Matt? Whose idea was this? Uh, you're selling out and all? Well, he likes to think it was both of ours. But? I'll have to give him the credit, Matt. He's been talking about it one way or another for two whole weeks now. He's awful smart. He can convince anybody of anything. Yeah, I guess he can. What is it, Matt? Don't you like him? It doesn't matter whether I like him or not, Kitty. No. No, I guess it doesn't. But, uh... I sure don't trust him, Kitty. Now we're getting somewhere. What? I'm gonna need your help, Matt. 
I don't trust him either. That's the first portion of Gunsmoke. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to Gunsmoke. Morning, Mr. Russell. Morning, Marshal. Well, I see the train's ready. Uh, where's Kitty? She insisted on meeting me here. She wanted to do her business at the bank alone for some reason. Well, maybe it's 'cause that's the last time she'll be doing any business on her own. I hope so. No woman should be in business anyway. Yeah, especially Kitty. She、uh, trusts people too much. They take advantage of her. Not anymore, I can assure you. I only hope she gets here with that money. Well, nobody's likely to hold a woman up in broad daylight, Mister Russell. <laughs> But they would at night, eh? Oh, there are some men who'll do anything for a dollar, day or night. Yes. Ah,、oh, there she comes. I told you she'd be all right. Nobody'd bother Kitty anyway. She's awful well liked around here, Mister Russell, by a lot of people. Yes. Yes, of course. They、uh, take it mighty personal if anything happened to her, no matter who did it, Mister Russell. Morning, Kitty. Morning, Matt. Father. You're late, Kitty. Jane hasn't left. No, but we'd better be getting aboard. All right. Don't you have a bag of some kind? Oh, my baggage is all taken care of.、Well, I mean a handbag. You're not carrying anything. I know. Where's the money, Kitty? Didn't you get it? No, Father. I didn't. What? I changed my mind the last minute. What do you mean? I decided to leave it here in the Long Branch with Sam Noonan. It's a good investment. I can always come back for it. Now, look here, Kitty. I'm deciding things for you from well, now on. We'll talk about it on the train.、Come、no,、on. no, we're not leaving till you get that money. Which is it you want, Father? Me or the money? It isn't a question of that. Now you do as I say. You haven't changed a bit. What? Mother always said you'd never change, and she was right. Don't tell me you're running a freight business in New Orleans. That's enough. Easy, Mister Russell. You stay out of this, Marshal. You're just another man to me, Father, and a crook besides. Kitty, you're going to be sorry for this. I'd be a whole lot more sorry if I let you steal my money. All right, Kitty. All right. I think he understands now. You're in this together, Mister Russell. You played it pretty smart so far. Don't disappoint us now. You see it through. Don't make me throw you in jail. Just play it all the way, Mister Russell. You can do it. Please, Father. Get on the train. Leave me at least that much pride. Yes, I. I think so. Goodbye, Kitty. Goodbye. Marshal. Goodbye, sir. Did it, Kitty? You were right. Sure, he did. 
You bet he did. All of us Russells have pride. You know, on the frontier, when a man was courting a woman, he usually had the good wishes of everyone. But next week, because of some marriage talk, two men nearly die. And that was the West. Good night. Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Our story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were John McIntyre and Lawrence Dobkin. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gun Smoke. And that's Gun Smoke from June 10th, 1956, with Daddy O, starring William Conrad, also in that cast, John McIntyre, Lawrence Dobkin, Parley Bear, and Georgia Ellis. It's heard on CBS Radio. Before we tune in to Father Knows Best, I want to remind all of our listeners about our cruise coming up. We are going to be sailing the Caribbean, Lisa and I, and you are invited. Come sail away with us February 16th through the 23rd. We will be on Royal Caribbean's newest, latest, and greatest ship. In fact, it's the largest ship in the world, largest cruise ship in the world, Mike. And uh, we are going to visit the islands of uh, St. Thomas and St. Martin, and we're going to the Bahamas as well. We're going to eat like crazy. I'm sure you are. We are going to eat and eat and eat and eat. And we're going to have uh, all kinds of fun events revolved around classic radio, including trivia contests with prizes. And we're going to have uh, a radio reenactment where listeners can actually audition, win a role, and be in part of that. And uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to learn more about the classic radio cruise that Lisa and I will be cruising on with Royal Caribbean February 16th through the 23rd, 2019, just go to our website, which is Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com, and you will see a pop-up. And at that pop-up, just click on it. It'll take you right to Kelly Cruises, which is our exclusive uh, partner on this uh, this cruise. And they will give you all the information you need. They'll talk to you if, uh, if it's during the weekday. If not, just leave your information. They'll call you back, explain all the events, what the cost is, and how you can be part of this great cruise. That is February 16th through the 23rd, 2019 on Royal Caribbean. Sail with Lisa and I. Uh, we'd love to have you. All right, it's time now for Father Knows Best. Uh, of course, he really epitomizes fatherhood. He was uh, the great American dad on radio and TV. Robert Young stars as Jim Anderson on Father Knows Best. Let's go back to June 15, 1950. This is called The Father's Day Trip, part one of Father Knows Best. Mother? Is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so. 
And your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House. The coffee that's always good to the last drop. It was Oscar Wilde who said, Children begin by loving their parents. As they grow older, they judge them. Sometimes they forgive them. There, in a very small nutshell, is the very foundation of what has become probably the least important of all American celebrations, Father's Day. Now, you may think that Father's Day is merely a time for the presentation of neckties that father won't wear, socks that father can't use, or books that father hasn't time to read. But in Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, the Andersons have an entirely different conception of the day, like this. Jumping creepers, why does it have to be on Sunday? Betty, I think that's a very selfish attitude. After all your father has done for you. But I'm going to buy him a necktie. Why can't we just polish the car or something? I don't mind spending Father's Day with Daddy. You keep out of this. Betty? Well, she doesn't have anything else to do anyway. I do, too. I can do lots of things. Mother, I have a date with Dick Andrews, and I'll have to break it. Why can't we just polish the car or something? (laughs) I can go over to Patty's and play, or I can look at Jimmy Woody's television. Kathy, we're going to devote the entire day to your father. I know, but Betty said I didn't have any place else to go, and I do. Because I can go over to Patty's and play, or I can... Mother, everybody else buys their father a necktie or socks. Why do we have to be different? Because your father is one of the sweetest men in the entire world. And I certainly think... Well, sure, but why do I have to break a date just for that? No matter what we buy for your father, we'll have to buy with his money. I'll pay for it out of my allowance. Which you get from your father. Mother, you just don't understand. Why can't we just polish the car or something? (laughs) Bud, the car is less than a week old, and your father has already polished it four times. Well, this time we can do it. Janie Liggett's buying her father a necktie, and she doesn't have to break her date for Sunday. Betty, we'll not discuss it any further. Call Dick and tell him you're sorry. Do I have to? Yes, you have to. Kathy? Why can't we clean up the garage or something? (laughs) Betty, go in and call Dick. Oh, poo. Just because it's Father's Day, I have to ruin my whole life. Cleaning the garage would be a good Father's Day present. Bud. Yes, Mom? You can forget about your silly butterflies for one Sunday. But I promised Joe Phillips... I thought you'd broken your date with Joe. I did, but if we clean the garage the first thing in the morning... We're going to spend the day with your father. We're going to wait on him hand and foot, cater to his every wish. Sunday's going to be his day, and that's final. So let's not talk about it anymore. Now you can't even talk. For that, Bud Anderson, you dry the dishes. But I didn't say anything, Mom. All I said was, you can't even talk. It was the way you said it. But, Mom, I didn't mean anything. All I said... Daddy's coming. All right, suppose we explain the whole thing to your father. I'll dry the dishes. And remember, not a word about Sunday. We want it to be a surprise, don't we? 
Yeah, some surprise. Bud. Oh, sure, Mom. We sure do. Chicken. Mother, if Dick Andrews never calls me again, it'll be your fault. He borrowed a car for Sunday and everything. Well, let's not worry about it, Betty. You'll get another girl. Mother, how can you say that? How can she say what? Daddy! Hi, Dad. Well, how's the world's finest family tonight? Hi, Father. Hi. Hello, honey. Hi, dear. What's the matter with Camille? Oh, nothing much, really. You're a little late, aren't you, dear? What's in the package, Daddy? Ice cream. Put it in the icebox like a good girl. Oh, boy! Want me to put your hat away, Dad? Uh, thank you very much. It'll be a pleasure. What's the matter with him? <laughs> oh, we had a slight misunderstanding. Nothing serious. Were you held up at the office? No, I stopped off at Haney's garage on my way home. Oh? There's a very annoying rattle in the rear bumper. I'm not even sure we ought to keep that car. Jumping catfish. I beg your pardon? That old wreck of ours made so much noise you couldn't hear yourself think. But if this one makes one little squeak... Betty, as long as we had to buy a new car, we might as well have them put it in good shape. Why don't you set the table like a good girl, Betty? How else can you set the table? <laughs> and you help her, Kathy. Yes, Mommy. You know, Margaret, speaking of Sunday... Who said anything about Sunday? Didn't I? No. Oh. Well, I met Hector Smith downtown today. How is he? He's fine. You know, he has a client over in Plainfield... I haven't seen Elizabeth in ages. I'll have to call her after dinner. Yes. Heck has a client over in Plainfield... Maybe I'd better wait until tomorrow. We'll have such a lot to talk about. Margaret, will you please let me tell you about Hector? Why, of course, dear. Go right ahead. All right. Try to tell a woman anything. It's just like... Uh, what was I talking about? Plainfield, dear. Oh. Well... You see, I was listening. <laughs> yes. Even if you weren't. Margaret. <laughs> Hector was coming back from Plainfield the other day, and he decided to take a shortcut. Well, you know how Hector is. He got lost. Oh, that's too bad. Is he all right now? Nothing happened to him. He just got lost. <laughs> Found himself on an old dirt road way back in the hills. My. Margaret, you don't have to keep making those little noises. I know you're listening. Go ahead, dear. Well, he found a lake. Just a little bit of a thing. He says it's the greatest spot for fish he's ever seen in his life. They were actually leaping out of the water. Bass, lake trout, everything. And every one of them dying to get on a hook. Margaret, doesn't that mean anything to you? Oh, yes, dear. I'm quite excited. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to run up there Sunday morning and see what we can do. Sunday morning? Jim, you can't. Why not? It's only about 20 miles. Heck's going to pick me up at 5, and all I'll need is a few sandwiches. Jim Anderson, I've never seen it to fail. Every time we try to surprise you with anything, you have to make other arrangements. My birthday's in February. <laughs> Sunday is Father's Day. Oh, that thing. Betty and Bud broke their dates just so they could spend the day with you. They didn't have to do that. But they did. We had the nicest day arranged for you. We were all going out for dinner. They were going to a picture show, one I know you'd want to see. Honey, doesn't it make any difference that I'd rather go fishing? I don't care about Father's Day. Well, we do. We want to show you how much we love you. And we want you to have a good time. I know what you mean, Angel, but... 
If I'd rather go fishing... Jim, you're being very selfish about this whole thing. <laughs> because I want to go fishing. What's selfish about going fishing? When a whole family decides to give up its pleasure for an entire Sunday, the very least you can do... Is give up mine. Is that what you mean? No, I have another idea. How would it be if we went with you? Margaret, you wouldn't like it up there, believe me. It's not the place for women and children. It's a wild little lake in the middle of nothing. Daddy, it's Mr. Smith. Well, come on in, Hack. We're in the kitchen. Elizabeth and Billy wanted to go. I'll bet Hector would take them. I bet he wouldn't. Nobody would. When you go fishing, you fish. No place for a family. Am I busting in on anything? No, of course not, Hector. Come in. Hiya, Margaret. Gosh, I haven't seen you in a dog's age. Hector, will you explain to Margaret that families don't go on fishing trips? Why don't they? <laughs> what? There, you see? Uh, Hector, come on outside. I uh, want to show you the new car. You showed it to me this afternoon. Well, I want to show it to you again. What for? Come on, Hank. Oh, you want to... I'll see you later, Margaret. Don't you dare let him change your mind, Hector. I'll be right out here if you want me, honey. All right, dear. What the heck's the matter with you, Hank? Nothing. Why? You know what happens if you take a bunch of women and kids on a fishing trip. You catch nothing. Yeah, I know, but look, Jim... Any self-respecting fish wouldn't come within ten miles of us. Especially if you got a peek at Kathy. Jim, I'm not arguing with you. You're absolutely right, but... Then why did you make a crack like that in front of Margaret? Well, to tell you the truth, Jim, if I can't take Elizabeth and Billy, I can't go. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they had something all arranged for Sunday. It's Father's Day. Billy broke a date. They're doing it all for me. Oh, I don't know. Heck, is that lake as good as you said it was? Oh, it's terrific, Jim. I've never seen fish like that. I'm telling you, in five minutes, I saw 20 of them jump out of the water. Gee, I hate to give it up. Oh, let's go. With Elizabeth and Billy and Margaret and... Jim, it won't make any difference. These fish are so big, nothing will scare them. <laughs> Not even Kathy? <laughs> Not even Kathy. Well... Okay, we'll try it. We uh, better take both cars, huh? We'll have to. Leave around five? Okay. Yeah, well, I gotta go home now. Tell Margaret I said goodbye, will you? You bet. Oh, heck. Yeah? Happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the first portion of Father Knows Best from 1950, starring Robert Young. Let's take a break, then it's more of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here for Remind Magazine, America's monthly blast from the past. Each month, Remind Magazine focuses on a pop culture theme from the 1950s through the 1980s, covering a wide spectrum of topics from Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. In every 50-plus page issue of Remind Magazine, you'll find dozens of puzzles, movie posters, trivia contests, classic comics, crossword puzzles, vintage advertisements for products from days 
days gone by and much more. And every issue features my column, Radio 360, where I focus on a celebrity from Hollywood's golden age and write about his or her radio work. And next to my article is the monthly schedule of the classic radio shows I'll be playing each month so you'll never miss your favorites. Remind Magazine is available at Barnes & Noble and Walmart stores throughout the country. But because I write for this magazine, I'll let you in on a little secret. You can get Remind Magazine for about 60% less than the newsstand price by ordering it online at RemindMagazine.com. Visit RemindMagazine.com and subscribe today. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of June, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Have Gun, Will Travel, Volume 1, featuring 12 exciting Western tales starring John Daner. Have Gun, Will Travel, Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during June is My Favorite Husband, Volume 1, featuring 12 comedy episodes starring Lucille Ball. My Favorite Husband, Volume 1, is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Have Gun, Will Travel, Volume 1, and My Favorite Husband, Volume 1, at 50% off the regular price. In July, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during June. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order, and while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Come with us to the Caribbean February 16th to the 23rd on Royal Caribbean's newest ship, the Symphony of the Seas. The largest passenger ship in the world, it offers 19 specialty restaurants. We are planning special events just for our group, including a cocktail party, a trivia contest, and auditions to win a starring role in our very own onboard live radio reenactment show. Prices start at just $19.77 per person based on double occupancy. Kelly Cruises and Tours is our exclusive travel partner. Visit kellycruises.com slash classic radio. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young. Then, Parker Fenley stars in The Cavalcade of America. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.